Hello, this is Alex from the Friends and Flayers podcast. Today I want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is legitimately the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need to record, edit, and distribute your podcast all in one place. Best of all, it's free. That's right. You're not going to spend a single gold piece, or if you prefer, a dollar, if you're lame, on Anchor. Um, They even distribute to other platforms like Spotify, iTunes, and Google. You easily make money from your podcast. No minimum listeners required. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is your recaptain speaking, Joel from the Friends and Flayers podcast, here to give you a recap of Dearly Departed Part 6, Mounting Aggression. The party returns to the farm to see the Plunitarium card is gone. They hear voices coming from the direction of the barn. When the party goes to investigate, they find a laboratory set up by Tara and Talbot. They are working on her trap for the griffin. Orlando presents the fish to Tara, who is still unimpressed. Tara says she wants to trap the griffin humanely to study it. She offers the party 50 gold pieces to help her and override her father's previous contract with Gorham. The party decides where to place the traps for the griffin. Two will go in the pen and one will go into the barn. As night closes in, Gorham sees dark shapes flying over the pasture. A small figure makes its way downward, lands on the trap, gets stuck, and begins screaming. Orlando feeds him some fish, and Marhalt calms him down with his hand and finds it has a collar and is numbered six. The other two griffins fly off to the south in the direction we are heading. Tusk talks to the party and wants them to take Tara to Burkton so she can find a patron to put her through the Magic Academy. Orlando tries to protest it, but Gorham shuts him down, and they take Tara and the griffin along. After another day's travel, the party is stopped by Turn Remrock, the Justice of Law of Assoon. He pulls out a wanted poster and it has Orlando on it. Wanted for impersonating a justice. Callum reported it. Orlando talks Turn out of the charges and convinces him to become a painter. Orlando also pins the charges on Tessa and Turn says he'll put it in his final report. Thus concludes the recap for Dearly Departed Part 6. Stay tuned for the next episode. You guys ready to play some Dungeons and Dragons, by the way? Dear God, yes. <laughs> See? Um, <gasps> all right. Let's Dungeon the Dragon. All right. Hell yeah. Um, what do you got for us? What do I got for you? You're making your way down south um, from the Oatlight Farm to um, the next stop on your journey would be Crater Lake. It is a small town. Um, but as you make your way south talbot out of nowhere starts talking (sighs) my dumb brother he has an inn in crater lake it used to be booming uh during the rengroth's uh reign he mined some strange ore there or something um once the mining stopped um the the town stopped growing and became stagnant and then shrank much like the lake did um during the ore days it used to be booming used to be a trade hub almost why my brother set up a shop there is beyond me (sighs) 
it, it said that the Velho's Comet was what caused, caused the crater for Crater Lake. Roll a history check to see if you know what Velo's Comet is. Everyone can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me one sec. What did you say? History? Yeah, history. 13. Eight. Um, before we do this, I, I want to turn to Flan and uh, I say, Flan, your ideas are usually pretty... Uh, pretty out of this world i think i think if anyone knows what Vel's comet is is going to be you and that will be one of my dive bardic inspiration <laughs> okay okay <laughs> uh i'm trying to get there i'm just trying to figure out uh it's your intelligence plus if you have proficiency yeah do you not have your character? Okay. <laughs> no, no, I have, my, I have my character. He's up here. I just had to figure out that I was in the wrong tab. And uh, here we are. Yep. Add, add your you. d6. Yeah, add a d6 for that, too. All right. There's a All 21. Right. Yes, you do know what Velo's Comet is. They say Velo is the person that figured out magic. He was a lowly farmer that was too bright for his own lot in life. He toiled away at his labors until one day he saw a strange sight in the sky. It was a comet. Nothing like that was ever seen before. Sure, they saw like the weird odd space junk burn up in the atmosphere, but not a comet. Uh, it empowered him with some sort of mighty energy and used that energy to cast the first ever spell. It was probably dumb like him, but being bright, he remembered... What it felt like to cast the magic, and he trained hard to replicate it. He did, after a, after a year, and he was the world's first wizard. The world's first dumb, smelly, low-born wizard. Much like the tradition that wizards hold today. He started an academy in Neptune, uh, people say. Uh, they also say that the Comet shows up every couple of hundred years or so to remind people of the failure of the very first wizard for being so smelly and becoming a wizard. Some think it is an ill omen. I am one of those people. I don't know about any of that. Uh, and that is all I know of Velo's uh, Comet. Comet. <laughs> and uh, I, I detest him. I'm glad he's dead. So this comet was like the creation of magic? It was the, uh, I want to say, crutch that the first lowly dirt farmer <laughs> was, a, was able to come close to the pure form of magic. Uh, obviously, there are many other different schools you can uh, obtain magic through, but it seems that uh, this lowly, dumb Stupid farmer was able to get his magic by replicating a feeling he got from a bunch of flaming space debris. Everything lines up that way. <laughs> and I can't fight this feeling anymore. And then he cast something dumb like Zone of Truth. And then he died is the story that I wish to remember. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I suppose... Victor's right history. Yeah, of course we do. 
what what Juan told you is uh, pretty spot on, except for wizards being smelly. Uh, You're right, they reek. They reek. <laughs> they reek of piss and mud. <laughs> Some of them smell like birds. birds. <laughs> nope, that's a common fallacy. They all smell like piss and mud. It is known. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, the um, that's like the uh, the creation uh, myth for magic that um, Velo's Comet and Velo's the original wizard. He's the original spellcaster. Um, they say that um, even the Velo's Comet gifted the dragons and the other magical races with magic as well. But Velo is the first of the more um, civilized races to uh, cast spells. Wow, Lon, that was absolutely fascinating. It Thank was. you for regaling us with that tale. You're welcome. Don't expect Ricky to hear it a second very time. Entertaining. I I strive to entertain and to educate. Sometimes at the same time. You did very well this time. <laughs> All right, now let's move on. I don't wish to linger on Velo anymore. That dirty, stinking, low-born farmer. Uh, you've really got something against them, wizards. I I I have. Something against all wizards. I, I would dare say everyone low-born who thinks that they can handle the divine arts. But that's a story for another day. To the town. Yonder. Yonder. Uh, all right. Well, um, low-born, I, I don't... You... Well, I don't understand. Uh, low-born, as in someone whose parents... We're probably not much better than Dirt or Velo. Pick your choose. They're basically the same thing. Right. Okay. I, I think I understand. Yes, I'm incredibly classist. <laughs> <laughs> Poor people. Why do they suck? <laughs> <laughs> A question older than time immemoria. <laughs> all right moving along the village of crater lake isn't much more than a dozen buildings that are, that still stand a um, bunch of ruins um uh, the shells of old buildings um are scattered around the place but uh, on the main road there's basically just like a dozen buildings um a mill sits on top of a small hill it's the only hill you've seen since leaving neptune um you can pick out the inn from all the other buildings, it's much larger than the small houses that make up the small village. Um, can somebody roll an insight check? Let's do Orlando. I would love to. That is a 14. Yeah, something's off when you look at Crater Lake. You haven't seen a single adult walking into the village. Uh, children seem to be the only residents of the town. Um, they seem to be tending to small gardens, hanging clothes on laundry lines. But no one seems to be older than about 12. I don't know if any of my compatriots have noticed, but there seems to be only children around here. I can't decide if this is a good thing or a terrible thing. Or an opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Flan. Questionable at best. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible at worst. 
Man, um, that was funny. I th- I think that we should approach. Th- the inn is going to be a very precarious situation, right? I mean, if it's only if it's like Lord of the Flies around here, are there like regu- uh, What are the drinking regulations? <laughs> are there? Give me, give well, me an OJ on the rocks. It's been a hard day. <laughs> I would assume we should be fine, since the mine has closed down. There's a good chance they won't be serving miners. So. <laughs> Um, I I fail to understand the humor. There will be no miners in this bar. Ah, yes, humor. I tried it once. It was terrible. Oh my god. Uh, uh, Fawn, do you know anything about... Anything? <laughs> so today uh, I know too much about everything. Including... Who... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the man who knew too little. Um... Looking at this map, it looks like the giant crater in the middle. I'm assuming that's what they would export from out of the town, uh, Talbot's brother. Mm-hmm. Is it... Um, I would like to find uh, a little kid who looks like he's going to be the least annoying sure. and uh, say, uh, excuse me, I... Hello. Yeah. Hi. I am new, really I am new in town. You're, you're new in town. Wow, hot dog. <laughs> Allow me to handle this situation. I speak child. <laughs> Please the... do. And I'm just I... going to walk away and get back into the chair. <laughs> speak child. I'm pretty sure Flan is just three, three children in a trench coat. <laughs> three ornery children. Hello, small mammal. We have questions Gee, for you. Really that... Sir, you look very weird. What's on your face? What are you doing? What? Stop. The, the noise coming out of your mouth. Stop it. It's putrid. I need you to control your facilities and be quiet so I may ask my question and then I will allow time for a rebuttal or, or an answer. Oh, no. Where are the adults? What did you do with the adults? And then I pull a dagger. Um, he instantly goes white and uh, runs for it. Oh, no, you don't! I make a pursuit. <laughs> I pursue. Oh, <laughs> um, go, go, ahead, go ahead and make a dex check for me. Um, yeah, because sure. he, he, he grabs hold of a, um, like a, a stack of uh, crates and just pulls them down as he starts running um, action movie style. Uh, that's a 16. 16? Yeah, you jump over um, you're able to get a hand on him and uh, uh, grab him. Uh, make a, a um, intimidation check. Oh, boy. Flawed, hey. classical schoolyard bully. Do I still have bardic inspiration? No, you do not. Jesus. That's a 23. <laughs> Um, yeah, you, you will disclose the information of your leader, or I will peel you like a fantasy banana. Um, you put the, the knife up to the, the kid's throat, and he, he goes, well, he goes oh, oh, I'm an orphan. I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I want to look at um, Gorum and be like, man, where is Marhal? <laughs> right. 
And right oh. when we need the real moral compass. Am I right, Reg? <laughs> yeah. Mor moral we don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, are currently uh, indisposed of because they ha ate some bad stew last night. Um, Aldrin decided. I mean, we we all had the bad stew. It was terrible. It was horrible. Maybe they got weak stomachs. Yeah, they. they Talbot, this is all your fault. Talbot goes. Oh, uh, I'm not the one that cooked last night. Aldrin is. No, well. But wait, that actually you're makes the one sense. who usually cooks. Yeah, I know. He decided to take it up upon himself, and well, screwed the pooch there. <laughs> wait, he just drew. He might do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm getting no information out of this child. Um, yeah, he turns, he turns pale away and he goes, I, 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 I don't know where the adults are. They go out during the day and they come back at night. Your information has been less than useful. I will spare your life. And then I toss him, like, over my shoulder like the garbage he is. <laughs> Go ahead and make an athletics check. Athletics? Mm -hmm. To toss an orphan? Uh. <laughs> Back in second edition, this was a free action. <laughs> the old orphan toss. Uh, 1d20. <laughs> I guess I just drop him. Violently. Yeah, you you kind of like grab hold of him, but he slips away. And you actually tumble a little bit. And you look like a little bit of, more of an asshole than you normally are. Uh, I'm going to turn to Gorum and say, perhaps we should approach the biggest building in town and see who uh, who runs this little KP unit around here. Ah, but here I have information that may aid us in our quest for the big people. <laughs> Did you just, that you got from shaking down a seven-year-old? He was five. He was big for his age. I'm lucky I escaped with my life. He says so, there are adults in town and that they go away during the day. That means we are potentially the tallest, strongest, handsomest, and most intelligent people currently in the vicinity of this town. I say we loot it. How close? How close? God damn it. How close are we to nightfall at this point? Nightfall, um, you guys probably, it's, uh, three or four hours until nightfall. Okay. So we don't have long before the adults come back. Should we just stick around? Maybe I, ask some questions? I want to look around and see, like, what are the kids doing? Are they, like, playing? Are they working on stuff? Um, from what you can tell, um, it's kind of a mix of both. Uh, some of them are playing, but a lot of them, like, the older kids, like, the, the pre-teens, the, the 10s to the the 12s, are um, basically, like, tending to the town, like you would see an adult do. So, since I take it from your hesitation to sacking and salting the land, that you wish to make friends with these adults upon their arrival? I mean... That would be the ideal situation, I think. We, I, I we should figure out what's idea. going on here. Well, I think the adults oh. should return around dusk, and to win over their friendship, I will prepare them a splendid meal from the ugliest unwanted children found in the town. That should win them over. Two birds with one kettle pot. I, uh, I don't think they'd appreciate having their children turned into dinner. Not even the ugly ones? Uh, yeah, not even the ugly yeah. ones? 
Yeah, probably not the ugly ones either. That's still somebody's baby, Flan. For now. Uh, Talbot goes, um, yeah, let's go see my brother at the end. Maybe he can fill us in. Well, would your brother be at the end of this hour? Is your brother a child? Or is he an adult? <laughs> um, he goes, he's, a, he's an adult, but maybe there's something else afoot? Maybe it's not any... I don't know. Oh, does he does he have that Benjamin Button disease where he looks younger as he gets older? And then eventually transforms into a giant button. I or don't know. Uh, I'm going to ask Talbot if he could lead us to the inn so that he could sort of, uh, hey, brother, these are my friends. They have some questions. Sure. Also, Talbot, just in general, about how far away are we from the festival? Oh, not a, a few more days. Um, we're, um, let's see, charts, three days, three days away. Okay. Um, so he, uh, he uh, motions uh, Nelly to start moving, and uh, you guys move about 20 feet, and he goes, oh, here we are! <laughs> Splendid. Um, yeah, you guys. Uh, you guys see a, a sign outside of the um, the inn. It says uh, Turner's Townhouse. It's a um, kind of a. How can I put this? It looks like a dive on the outside. It's um, mm-hmm. it's not well kept. Um, the sign's actually hanging, um, only by one uh, portion, so it's kind of like off kilter. Um, it's looks like it needs to be painted maybe like six months ago. Um, there's like nicks and cuts in the, the wood. Um, one of the windows is busted out, but boarded up. Um, so it, lo- it looks like in rough shape right now. And, um, Talbot goes, hmm, figures. The place is a dump. Well, Talbot, in his defense, it seems like it's mostly children running this place. I don't and think a know, child is going to know how to fix a window. And the, oh. we all know how rough children can be. Little ruffians and rough scallions and all. Or I proposed my answer, which could very well be the correct one. Due to the state of disrepair, your brother has been dead for several months and lies inside, unattended, unforgotten, and unmourned. Talbot looks at you and goes, Flan, I do not like it when you speak. <laughs> unforgotten? That makes two of us, mate. <laughs> Well, those who are correct can stand over here, and those who are wrong, i.e. the three of you, can stay politely over there in one group for easy categorization. I'm going to make my way into the inn. Sure. Um, As you reach for the door, um, the door flings open uh, in a rough motion. Uh, You're actually almost hit by it. You see um, two young men, um, about the age of 15, come rushing out of the uh, inn. They uh, they look be looking behind them and they run into you. Oi! What's this? He pushes. What me. do you mean? What's this? You just ran into me. You should be watching where you're looking. I was. Were you? I I what I wasn't. Just for the record, for the record, I'm like two years older than these kids, so yeah. I'm allowed. You know. Yeah. Uh, you're seventeen. Yes. He's swaying a little bit. You can tell he's a little bit inebriated. Mm. You best. Uh, you hear a yell, 
Um, it sounds exactly like Talbot. Get out of here, you young whippersnappers! Yeah, so the land of the very old, the very young. I hate it. Talbot, did you just throw your voice? Talbot goes, no, I, I, I didn't. That's my brother Talbot. Talbot and Talbot. Your family is definitely the creative type. Oh boy, how are we going to keep this one straight, Reg? Very easily. I will mark one with a knife wound to the forehead. <laughs> that one we will know is ours. What if, um... You see a man that looks exactly like Talbot walk out of the... Quickly, thing. before they... One, uh... Quickly, hand me Talbot's forehead before they switch. Um, the only difference is instead of a, the, a blue shirt, he's wearing a red shirt and an apron. Oh. I told your parents to keep you away from the inn. You're not swiping any more brand from me. And he slaps the, the one kid out, uh, against the head. He goes, yeah, you tell your parents to come give me money or I will call the justice. Turn will have words with you. Sounds like this town is in need of some justice. <laughs> I say, uh, excuse me, Talbot. I think you know our friend Talbot. Oh, it's my brother. And he turns around and walks in. Uh, I'm going to follow him in. in the, the Talbot, Talbot. Um, I am new in town. Uh, where are all the adults? Except um, for you, of course. I know that you're an adult. but As you enter the inn, nostrils fill your... Um, your nostrils fill your... Let's start this again. As just, you I was going to say, inn, just go ahead and start it all over. As you enter the inn, it. your nostrils... Are filled with the scent of fresh bait, baked bread. Ah, my mouth. <laughs> fresh baked bread. Um, you also smell that it's a tap room, so it's full of barley and hops and all that uh, good beer and mead smells. Um, the tap room is filled with tables and chairs made of a sturdy dark wood. You notice a gap in the floor where a table should be, and some chairs that would surround that table are sitting um, close to the wall, uh, far from you. Uh, Talbot uh, notices you eye the empty space. Um, uh, we had a, a bar brawl a few weeks ago, and um, I'm waiting for the new table from Bulmer, the local carpenter. He's been busy, he says, and he walks around the, the, to do the uh, around the bar and starts polishing the glass. Um, Talbot, I'm real sorry, but you did nothing to answer my question. Where are all the adults? Oh. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. He keeps rubbing the glass. I'm. They seem to disappear. I, I have no clue where they're going. Uh, but there's been a lot more gold in town. They've been spending it here, so I haven't been complaining. But things have been going a little worse for wear. We've been uh, the the local um, one of the uh, journeymen, the the craftsmen and stuff, have been uh neglecting their duties on uh, helping me keep this place uh, running. I'm not very handy. I'm I'm good with mixing making brews and whatever, but I'm not good at fixing walls and tables and fixing signs. That's below me. I, I pay people to do that. Well, pretty soon you're not going to have any money to pay people if your shop keeps in disarray. Just being real honest with you. Going to be honest, it looks like shit. 
in here and out there. You're lucky you're the only tavern in town. Yep. I am really am lucky that's the that's the case. I mean, there's only 12 buildings in town, so... <laughs> of course I'm the only... Um, comp I have no competition. Who is in charge around here? Oh, no one's in charge. It's, we're too small. We used to have a mayor, but he died and no one else was elected, so... Hmm. Yeah, the weirdest thing, the, the, the people of town just stop doing their jobs and they go missing during the day. I wish they would uh, at least help me with my shop. I mean, they come in every night eating and drinking, but other than that, there's not much. Where do you get the food? Oh, I get it carted in or the, the people around here, their children at least tend to the farms. They help me by um, farming their small farms around here. And in your time of serving bread and liquid bread, uh, you never overheard any conversations that would give you insight to where these dirt people spend their days, where they're able to come back with gold beyond their means? Um, well, uh, to be fair, I before this uh, big boom and people going missing during the day, I didn't have much business, but now I'm wealthy beyond my means. <laughs> So I have been, uh, I've been happy. I, uh, can't keep, uh, ignorance. You know, ignorance is bliss and whatnot. But I've heard some things, um, some troubling things. The local constable has been, um, turning a blind eye to the local gang. They, they're, they're so, the ones that cause the brawl. <laughs> so in this town that has 12 buildings, there's a gang? Is it like a gang of children? And if they are a gang of children, why have you not senselessly either beaten or served them to the other children for sustenance? Your means of how you solve your problems are strange and foreign to me. Well, they're not a gang that lives in town. They're, they they have a holdout not far from here. Um, they come in causing problems. They, uh, you know, raid local caravans and whatnot. That's why we have a constable. He usually keeps them in line. Um, it's just a bad family, really. It's not really a gang, per se, but we call them a gang well, because other people join. Where's the constable? Oh, he's probably at his house. I mean, there's no jail here. It's a small town. Ah, so I'm gonna... you dispense quick justice. <laughs> I'm going to turn to the gang and say, hey, gang. It sounds mm -hmm. like we might be able to... Yeah, guys, let's go get Let's go get him. Yeah. I, I, I dive tackle this child. <laughs> uh, it succeeds. The second edition rule has carried over to fifth edition, apparently. I just read the book. There you go. How many times must I tell you, small, pathetic creature, if I ever catch you in my sights again? Flays! Flaying! Flays! And then I just kind of, like, yote him out the door. <laughs> yeah, it's like Uncle Phil and uh, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. That's a good reference in audio format. Um, it's a timely reference, too. I mean, only 20-some years ago. <laughs> hey, Nick at Night keeps things alive. Yeah, for sure. These 12-year-olds wouldn't get that reference. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I say Talbot. T other Talbot. Yes, uh, yes. How, how, much, how much does this gang take from you? Well, you saw the two that stole the, the liquor from me. Um, 
They sometimes take bread, sometimes food. Um, it's kind of. I'm sorry. Anything of value, or oh, is no. it just are they I stealing mean, to survive? I don't know. They they take things randomly. Um, nothing nothing like jewelry or anything like that. But no, they never take gold from me. They seem to be like stockpiling food or something. Is this a Les Miserables scenario where we're going to be arresting people for stealing a loaf of bread just because they can't buy it? Absolutely, I hope so, and they will pay dearly for their crimes. They will swing for this, I can assure you. I just want to say, Gorum, you are surprisingly cultured. (laughs) Forks love musicals. <laughs> hey, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I might sound stupid, but I'm not stupid. You have me convinced. Plus, uh, Reggie gives me a lot of my culture. Hmm. Yeah, Tal- uh, Talbot goes, uh, I mean, it'd be nice if I could fix up the place. Could you talk around town and see if you can convince some of the the um, craftsmen to help me out with the mostly the carpenter really to fix the uh, fix up the the inn i can't really leave because um, those uh, ruffians seem to be stealing all of my food <laughs> while well, i personally and morally am against forced labor i am not above it we will <laughs> we'll conscript the carpenters um, well, why don't you go talk to the carpenter, and we'll watch your shop with your brother. He kind of looks at Talbot, and he goes, I would never leave this piece of shit alone in my inn ever. And his brother looks wow. at him, and, like, they scowl at each other. Well, that's really harsh on your own inn, man, calling it a piece of shit. <laughs> but I know it's really run down and whatnot, but... You should really be trying to promote your in, not not talk it down. I want to mind I want to mind your illusion a board that just says "piece of shit" on it, and I say, "No, Gorum, I think that's the name of the tavern." <laughs> oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> proceed, um, sir. Proceed. Sure, I'll go. I'll go talk to the carpenter for you. All right. Is, is there a walrus nearby? What? I said, is there a walrus nearby? No. The walrus in the carpet? Never mind. Never mind. Alice in Wonderland. Forget it. Move on. I got the reference, but there's no oysters here, so it doesn't land. <laughs> Fair. I did not get the reference, and apparently Gorm is still more cultured than I am. Well, he's only 17, so he, he's into, like, what? Thank Fortnite? you. Fortnite? Uh, I'm going <laughs> to floss my way on out of here. I'm going to talk to the carpenter. <laughs> I'm about to Rufio all these kids and turn them into my liege. Tell but... He goes, yeah, there, his house is down the road to the left, blah, blah, blah. And he gives you directions to where the carpenter uh, lives. Would I be right to assume it is the one made of wood? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's made of stone. The whole house, the whole house all the furniture, everything. I have reason to believe this may be a terrible carpenter. <laughs> uh, 
as you guys leave the inn, you hear the scream of a young girl. Oh, Tara. Uh, Tara's in the inn with you guys. She just, uh, by default, she follows you. Well, we also probably should have kept tabs on the griffin, but I suppose that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm going to see, I'm going, I'm going to hear this. I'm going to hear the scream as a challenge in sort of like a duet fashion. And I'm going to scream back in a little bit more uh, melodical format. And then I'm just going to follow Gorham out the door. Coming out of the well, you see um, three weird um, looking gloopy um, beings. Um, they're not in any sort of form other than they're, like, slimes. Roll initiative. Out I well. swear, every year these orphans get more and more disgusting. That is a 20 for me. 22! Yikes. <laughs> I will feel... deal with no orphans today, so I dealt a seven. I, was, I feel like this is pretty reasonable, as Gorm would go save them, I would back him up, and Flan would just watch children get eaten. <laughs> this is a is perfect true. time to study uh, slimes and their uh, eating habits. Like, do uh, they start with the head, or do they work with the feet? Is this an Easter rabbit scenario, and they go for the ears? I'm interested and open to learning. All right. Uh... I'm going to. Never mind. Can I? Uh, just as a question, just moving mm-hmm. forward for Bardic Inspiration, can I like? Well, these are the best. Sorry, I'm gonna just grab something I searched on. Uh, D- uh, roll, roll twenty for the when I typed in girl for an asset. It's just a um, random girl with a spear and a shield. If if no I voice. wanted to, noise. Never mind. She's twelve. Not noise. Um, if. Gorum is like charging. Can I expend a use of bardic inspiration before he attacks and just be like, as he's charging in, I want to yell out, I believe in you. Or is it, do I need to do it as a bonus action on my turn? Bonus action on your turn. If it's something gotcha. on somebody else's turn, it is a reaction. A bonus action is part of your turn. Gotcha. Okay. Rules. But Gorum, uh, you're up. You see three slimy creatures. And then a, a girl. I'm gonna make this big so you, can, you guys can see her model. You need to change the map. Oh, I didn't change the map. She's a jump. Jesus, who's this giant woman? Giant woman. Uh, don't, oh, don't tiny woman. Don't get me started on Steven Universe. All right, Gorm, it's your turn. All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> So there are three gloop people. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm understanding? Right here. Right here. Oh, I see. I see them. All right. So I have how much speed? 30. gram and a half. Oh. Oh, God. <clears throat> oh, my. Oh, my. <clears throat> I forgot how roll 20 works. 
It's okay. So do I every week. <laughs> oh, all right. So I'm going to take my movement. And I'm going to run up to this gloop monster. Sure, sure, sure. And I'm going to swing my warhammer. Okay. Notice I didn't say I was going to rage. Yeah. Uh oh. That's Hashtag because. What? Barbarians don't rage? This one doesn't really like to because he's embarrassed. It's not the size of the hammer. It's how you swing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, my good dude. 21 Nothing. to hit. All right, yeah. With an eight armor class, you definitely defeat its armor class. <laughs> Woo! Go ahead and roll damage. Right. What's your war hammer made out of, by the way? What's it made out of? <laughs> I, I don't know. Why? Tell me. 11 points of damage. Okay. I don't I, I don't know. Uh, wood handle? Uh, I don't know. What? Iron? Iron? Okay. I, I suppose? All non-magical weapons made of metal um, that hits the use corrode after dealing damage. Uh, the weapon is permanently and cumulatively negative 1 to damage. Um, if it hits 9 is 5, the weapon is destroyed. Well, shit. So, from here on out, I... Unless it's fixed minus by someone. Minus one to hit? Yeah, unless it's mended by someone, you're fine. Then you're, you'll be fine, but unless, you have to do physical... You have to actually, like, fix it with skills or magic. Oh, no. Reggie! The Warhammer! Reggie! And that's my turn. All right. Orlando Nash. It is your action. Uh, I am going to... Uh, first and foremost, I'm going to approach Gorum. And I'm going to touch him on the shoulder. And I'm going to say, Gorum, I believe in you. Don't worry about the hammer. It'll be These things will be dead long before... Your hammer turns to dust and is gone forever. Uh, and I'm going to cast level one heroism on him, okay. which gives him five temporary hit points per turn at the start of each of his turns. Uh, and then I'm going to say, but also on that note, I want nothing to do with this. And I'm going to back away about 10 feet. Uh, okay. Let me actually see if I can back away 10 feet. Uh, no, I could just walk up to him beside him. And uh, I'm also going to expend one of my bardic inspiration, and I'm going to give him a little pat on the butt, and I'm going to say, do it. All right, so you use two of your inspirations for the day. Yes, I only have three left. Good job. But I feel like that was a turn well spent. All right. With that, the slimes will start their action. Yeah, they seem to uh, crowd around uh, Gorum. Um, the one is going to attack the girl, and it hits. The other two are going to attack one on Orlando, one on Gorum. Rut row. Um, let me see. Let's see the pod. Does a uh, 12 hit. 
um, Orlando. 12 does not hit. Does a 6 hit? Gora. If you added 10. I'm guessing no. So... <laughs> Yeah, but you see, you see a pseudopod um, reach up and just like slap the girl. Um, you see her like bring her arms up, and her arms just get burnt terribly with uh, a corrosive acid. Hmm. It is now Flan's turn. Flan will take careful consideration of what is at stake: an orphan and his companions in travel. And realize he has no horse in this race. But it is probably for the best that he should make some sort of effort to appear like he's trying his best. To, I, I, I don't know, dispense of the orphan. Uh, no, I should probably destroy the slime. Uh, and I will be using the cantrip Eldritch Blast. Okay. Uh, Roll that so, beam footage. Right. Did you say beam footage? Yeah, it's from... Never mind. Which is fake beans. Yeah. No, like Eldritch Blast is a beam. Roll that beautiful beam footage. Dang it, that's such a better joke. I was just... <laughs> Dang it. Uh, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God. Toodles, little girl. <laughs> uh, Flan? That's a natural one for all our listeners. Uh, Flan, you... Uh, Reach your hand out and cast your cantrip. What does your cantrip look like? How does Eldritch Eldr- uh, Blast look like? It is a flaming uh, gout of flame that shoots forward from Flan's hands. And from it erupts a monstrous creature's form, bright red like blood, covered in whiskers and all sorts of crippity crawly legs. Suspended at the very front are two magnificent claws, both wicked and cruel like the creatures of the deep. And it's like two inches across. (laughs) (laughs) It it flies out and looks back at you and then just flies up into the the air. (laughs) Missing its target 1,000%. Like, it went like two feet in front of you, looked at you and goes, Oh, it's wrong, and flies up. (laughs) I will not be embarrassed a third time today! (laughs) Get back here and slay at my command! Um, Gorham, it's back I, to your turn. <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead, Orlando. I was gonna say, I would like to turn to Flan and say, this wouldn't happen to Velo! Ah! I'll be embarrassed for a fourth time today. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be known, nobody makes a fool out of me 86 times in a row. <laughs> and lives to tell the tale of the 89th. <laughs> Uh, Gorum, it is now your turn. Actually, it's the girl's turn. For some reason, it skipped the girl. Um, the girl um, starts bolting. The pseudopod reaches out and tries to grab her again, but she's able to break free, and she makes it into this house over here. I want to break free. Gorum, it's now your turn. You're surrounded by slimes. What's you gonna do? Alright. Alright. You know, I'm pretty pissed. <laughs> and I think I'm going to have to rage. I'm so excited. <laughs> he said it. He said it. <clears throat> so, Insert out effect. of. Yes. 
uh, out of this brutish six foot five green skin bald headed half orc mm-hmm. pops out a three foot tall gnome. Oh, I haven't even pictured. I I kind of picture him with uh, like uh, shoulder length blonde hair and a curly mustache and a like a Van Dyke beard, like a pointy little chin beard. Mm-hmm. And his name is Reginald Thistlewhite. Yeah, you're right, Primer. That does sound vaguely alt right. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? And with that, Reginald shall strike at one of the gooey people. <laughs> okay. The Black Odds? I don't know if that's the preferred nomenclature, but um, all right. One, one right here is the one you've done damage to already. Yeah, so I'll go after that one. Okay. So now it's minus one to hit. Mm-hmm. So but you you have your bardic inspiration. Please remember so my, to minus, use it. Minus one to uh, damage, not to hit. Oh, to, oh, one to damage. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that is eleven to hit. You hit. Okay. Oh, by the way, Matt, they have an eight armor class. So even with <laughs> you were so close, if you rolled a three, you would have been fine. Yes, but unfortunately, my patron deity did not feel that. I should be wasting my magic on such an unfortunate creature that is an orphan. So, we're not doing that today. We're just not. Don't ask. <laughs> I feel like your heart really wasn't in rescuing the orphan anyway. That would be eight points of damage. Oh, plus two because I'm raging, so ten. Alright. Let's forget that part. Yeah, you uh, bring your hammer down and um, just obliterate the slime. Um, Bits and pieces of the slime go flying. Um, They land on your skin. It sizzles a little bit, not enough to do any damage, but, like, it hurts a little bit. Ah! You bastards! I forgot your voice changed. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. Is there anything else you want to do on your turn? Uh, No, I believe that will do me. For everything. I bonus action raged. I am now a little gnome. Swinging a warhammer. <laughs> and throwing out old timey insults at people. Uh, I see that I've been replaced. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Orlando. Start your turn. I will. Um... I'm just going to mock the Black Ooze okay. viciously. Sure. And uh, I'm going to tell it that it just stinks. It smells bad. Let's see if it's hurt by that. It rolled a three. So no, it's it, it feels it. It feel, definitely feels it. Uh, it smells exactly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Terrible. And it's going to take... One point of psychic damage. And it has disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes. Sure. My job here is done. (laughs) 
It is now the slime's turn. They're each going to attack you. Brave adventurers. Uh, 17 for Gorum. Um, a 16 for Orlando. That will hit. That will hit as well. Orlando, take one point of bludgeoning damage. Oh, sorry, two points of bludgeoning damage. And then take four points of acid damage. It's like college all over again. <laughs> Gorum, take one point of um, bludgeoning damage. Sorry, two points of bludgeoning damage because the minimum's two. And then um, three points of acid damage. Okay. Yeah. All good. Mm -hmm. What kind of armor are you wearing, Gorm? Oh, wait. Hold on. I didn't. I, I updated my D&D &D Beyond. But oh. I did have those five temp hit points, so it didn't affect my oh i don't i'm not wearing any armor because i'm oh. a barbarian so oh, yeah i mean bar some barbarians like to wear you know at least armor. a loincloth yeah you're fine you're fine because i'm i i know uh good old orlando is not wearing any uh he's wearing leathers if that anything mm -hmm. so we're good there um Flan is now your turn. There is no orphans, just your friends, quotation marks. Well then, it seems I should do this for the people I travel with and their general safety. <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Eldritch Blast, ha! You hit uh, one. Nine. Yeah, and I you... shall inflict upon it damage equal to 1d10. And I will roll for that now. Yeah, one. <laughs> I'm gonna say you did it to the one Orlando already hit, so it has two damage on it now. Um, but yeah, the lobstrosity that you send out um, from your your edges blast goes. Oh, it's flan, and like you go and you like you kind of like no go, and it, it goes in and uh, it hits the the, the slime. All right, with that, it is now Gorum's turn. <clears throat> uh, okay, so which of these two have been hit? Um, The one to the, the north has two ah. damage on it. The other one has not taken a hit at all. Mm. Well, I believe Reginald will go after this one that has not been hit. Plus six. Eighteen to hit. Eighteen to hit? Yes. yes. And uh, should I... Well, I haven't swung for damage, so can I do this as a two-handed attack? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Eleven points of damage. Good deal. But you did the first first time scallywags i forgot to tell you this the 
after you kill the other one, but uh, take another negative one <laughs> to your damage. Oh. <laughs> it's every time you hit. But just take, oh. take negative one is my fault because I, I didn't uh, bring it up when you obliterated the other one. To my damage? Like, Negative wait. two to your damage. Ongoing. Oh, negative. Yeah. Oh. Damn. Yep. Shit. So that should have been a 10 then? No, you're good. We'll keep it at 11. Okay. Yeah, so but from now on, negative two. Got it. Yep. Oh, and if I hit negative five... It breaks. It breaks. Oh. Mm -hmm. Now I understand the risks. Yep. But I'm still going for it! This is a mage fight, for sure. Good thing you have your, your warlock with you. And Orlando. Uh -huh. But Orlando's more like the, hey guys, I'm gonna trick you. Reconnaissance. Uh, with, with that says, Orlando, go ahead and trick him. Um, is, is he not done for after the 12? Okay. I am going to uh, ramp up the insults. And uh, I'm going to cast a level one Dissonant Whispers. I'm going to play an A minor as loud as I can on my half harp. To which, uh, which creature? Uh, to the one that has not taken damage. They both take him damage now. One has oh. two, one has eleven. Uh, to the eleven. Okay. Go ahead and, uh, is it a, uh, wisdom save? It is a wisdom saving throw. That is their weak suit. Does, um, a four pass? No. All right, then. Quite the opposite, in fact. You're... And also, so this is a double whammy. Sure. Uh, I'm dealing 15 points of psychic damage, so never mind. Yeah. A minors, man. Yeah, you, you hit you hit a chord, and it starts, like, shaking, vibrating, and then all of a sudden, poosh, it just blows up. Uh, I'm going to cheer yeah. and say, I did it! And that'll be my turn. Good deal. It is the last slime's turn. The slime is dumb, so it does not know how to run away. And it will attack... Um, we'll attack Gorum. Nat 20. Oh, oh no! Um, take 7 points of bludgeoning damage. And... Um, Ten points of acid. Oh, do I have the acid damage or no? No, that's full on, right? Yes, uh, you can during. Because I'm raging. Yeah, during during your rage, you get um, piercing, to... bludgeoning, and slashing. So the bludgeoning right. you can half, but the acid no. Which I did. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that was that was kind of big. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, it was... It was a nat twenty. No, I know. No, no. I'm. I, I understand. But damn. The little slime <clears throat> figured out your weaknesses. It's a little slime that could. You bastard! How dare you! Reginald shall not stand for this. With that, it's Fawn's turn. 
with that, it's Vlon's turn. Oh, right. Sorry. I, I was thinking of my next move. Eldritch Blast! <laughs> Go and roll. Aha! Yeah, Aha! Yeah. And I deal a massive whopping three to the infidel slime. How dare it oppose me in my divine course. All right, Gorham, it's now your turn. All right. Reginald. Five hit points. Oh, right. Five temp hit points. Reginald steps up and goes after the bastard. Seventeen to hit. Yes. I've been rolling really well tonight. Thank this doesn't God. happen. This doesn't happen very often. Okay. Now um do I subtract I do subtract the damage, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Got it. I'm just making sure. Uh so if you look at plus also... three normally, you'd have a plus one right now. Right, it's a plus four normally, so it's plus two. But I am doing it at the the D ten, the two handed, okay. warhammer. Eleven. Your hammer comes down and it smashes it, blasts it, destroys it. <laughs> Take that, dick. <laughs> uh, beautiful. All right. Uh, I'm going to, if I may, unless you had something, run up and knock on the door where the girl ran in. Um, you, you see her, like, open the door just a little bit, and he goes, Oh, oh, it's gone? Yeah, no thanks to you. No, I'm just playing. Yes, they're dead. Never fear! She opens the door more. Um, th th thank you for your your gallantry. Um, th thank you. Is there any way I can repay you? And she looks down to the ground. I'm no need to worry about it. We are adventurers. This is what we do. 